I think it's just so important to live with intention every single day. Like, why do we do the things that we do? Why are you going to the gym? Why are you acting a certain way? Why are you put doing your hair, putting on your makeup? Like, what is the intention behind it? Because the outcome is going to be so much more powerful when there's an intention behind it. It is Friday, December 9th, and you're listening to the Breathe and Think Better podcast. This is a live talk show that takes place on TikTok weekdays at noon Pacific time. We explore techniques and modalities that are proven to add fulfillment and happiness to our lives, like meditation, breathwork, mindfulness, and more. Be sure to check the show notes of this episode for links to free resources, including opportunities to join our future live events. Today, we welcomed Brittany, a breathwork instructor and embodiment coach who goes by Tapped In, Tuned In on TikTok and Instagram. We talked about breathwork, healing, mentors, inspirations, and more. Let's hop right into today's conversation. Hello, Danny. What's up, Jake? We're live. I'm going to go ahead and invite our guest, Brittany, Tapped In, Tuned In. Yeah, so today on Breathe and Think Better Live, we've got Brittany joining us. As Jake said, she goes by Tapped In, Tuned In on TikTok and Instagram, and she's a breathwork healer and embodiment coach. So if you guys have questions about breathwork, embodiment, meditation, mindfulness, gratitude, intention, energy, all of those beautiful things, you can put some of those questions in the comments and we'll address them when Brittany gets here. And that's what we're going to be diving into today. So thanks for everybody who's joining us right now. Thanks for those likes coming in. We really appreciate that. And here is Brittany. Hi, how are you guys? Good, good. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited too. Uh, Brittany has my favorite name on TikTok, Tapped In, Tuned In. Oh, I thought you meant Brittany. I'm like, thank you. No, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, it was a... It just came to me one day, and lots of things have unfolded since then of why I chose that, but I love it, too. Thank you. I would love to hear uh, why you chose that. Right now? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel like my whole life, I've kind of been, like, tapped into this frequency, but I wasn't really aware, like, of what it was or what it meant, and being raised very religious. Like I always had that like spiritual side to me. And I was just telling my mom today, I'm like, I'm so grateful that I was raised that way because it taught me how to like tap into that. And then I'm like, well, I can be tapped into it, but you have to tune in to the frequency. Like there's different frequencies, right? And I thought, okay, well, I'm tapped in and tuned into this frequency. And it's kind of like a mantra that I live by now. It's like, okay, tap in, tune in everything to energy around you to the world people so yeah that's kind of how it came to me in breathwork actually so it was really cool i love that we've been talking about mantras on the show and my favorite mantra as of late is pay attention to each step Mm, i like that yeah that's a good one so Brittany, you're a breathwork healer and an embodiment coach. So that's no that's no uh, new information to our audience or new topics. We talk about that stuff all the time on the show. But I'm always curious when we bring people on the show, what got you on the sort of path that you're on now? You you talked a little bit about this when you were describing your name. You've always been kind of tapped into this, you know, whatever it is. 
But were you always kind of on this this healing path and sharing or did something happen that kind of made you shift to what you're doing now? Hmm. I went to this training, like, I think it was about five or six years ago. And I felt like even though I was tapped into my, to spirit and to like my intuition, I, I was like oblivious to like healing and this whole world. And I went to a training. It was a two part training. It like rocked my world. I was like, whoa, it's like a very intense two part training. And it's like very experiential and cathartic and all of that cool stuff. And I was just like, whoa, there's like a whole world here. Like there's a whole different, it's a whole nother realm, literally. And so that kind of just like blew me wide open. And I was determined to like, go into every little detail in my life, even still, like, you know, it's the journey and new things come up. But that was like, the one thing that I like opened my heart, I guess that training. What type of uh, practices were you doing at the training? It was very brain training esque. It wasn't the spiritual side of it. And which was good for me because I was already spiritual. And so it was more like the, not that spirituality is not intellectual because it's very intellectual, but it was very like, these are the facts of how your brain works. And we're going to train your brain into a new way of being. And it wasn't until breath work that I really tapped into that, like, really spiritual world. I was just going to say that it's very similar. It's interesting because it's very similar to Jake and I's journey through this, too. Like, we we got into, like, neuroplasticity and brain training first and then kind of started practicing meditation, started researching meditation, writing about meditation. And then that that kind of welcomed in the spirituality part. So it's, it's very interesting that we have a very similar path. Yeah. And I feel like it's so good for our brains to be like, it's okay. Like this all makes sense. Like the spiritual side of it, it makes sense like intellectually. Yeah. I love the merging of the two. It's really cool. Every great teacher that I listen to, like to define spirituality, God, nature, the way things are, they always talk about how it's like something that can't be quite defined. Yeah. And, which I which I really like because that's like the randomness of life. Like if we could define everything, if we could have concepts for everything, life would just be like listening to like a pre-thought out speech or something. Like it would just oh. be boring. Yeah, I agree. So, Brittany, you talk about setting intention a lot on your page, which we really appreciate. Uh, that's been a newer part of, of our own practice is really kind of focusing on intention, specifically both before formal practice, but also kind of just for life in general. And I wanted to ask you, what does what does intention look like for you? Like, do you do you speak it out loud? Are you saying it in your head? Like, tell us about about that. Okay, so this has been so like at the forefront of my mind lately is intention. And first it started in my practice, obviously, just my my breath work, my sessions were always so much more powerful when I had an intention behind it. Like I wanna learn this or I wanna go here or do this in my breath. And with the intention of intention, I guess, in one of my breathwork sessions, I was like, oh this is an everyday thing. Like this is a life thing that I need to be integrating into how I live. And 
I think it's just so important to live with intention every single day. Like, why do we do the things that we do? Why are you going to the gym? Why are you acting a certain way? Why are you put doing your hair, putting on your makeup? Like, what is the intention behind it? Because the outcome is going to be so much more powerful when there's an intention behind it. Yeah, intentions for me, they act as, like from a very practical point of view, they act as reminders. Mm. Like when I set an intention before a practice to be present and then my thoughts go elsewhere and then I'm like, oh wait, my intention is to be present. <laughs> so right. I bring it back. <laughs> like, I agree with that 100%. And it goes along with Jake, we were talking a little bit yesterday or maybe just two days ago about alignment. So like bringing, bringing your practice into alignment with your intentions is so powerful because that's how you connect with you know, the true purpose of whatever you're seeking. And Jake used the example the other day about doing like a meta meditation, a loving kindness. It's like, you can, you can sit here and try and cultivate those feelings all day, but unless you really connect with them and bring it into alignment, you're missing out on a huge portion of those potential benefits from that practice. Yeah. I um, originally got that from this Buddhist nun named Jayasara. She has an incredible YouTube series and she's teaching like this 45 minute metta practice where she's guiding you to you know love yourself to show yourself love and the way she says it she's just like come on i know this sounds weird but this really works and like it just felt like she was like just my spirit just like hearing like feeling my doubt <laughs> you know because I'm like telling myself I love myself you don't quite always feel that way but she's like just give yourself a chance you will really feel it and it was just like so comforting hearing her say that and like it stuck with me yeah isn't it amazing how spirit speaks through other people for you like it was exactly what you needed to hear from someone else your angel Right. And if you think about it practically, like everything's getting filtered through my brain. Yeah. So, so it's like, and, and like everything's firing right now. Like my visual field, the mental chatter, the physical sounds in the room, the emotions, like, you know, I, I never know what I'm going to tune into at which moment in time. Right. Brittany, another question that I have to ask, and we, we ask this almost of everyone that comes on the show, because not only does it help Jake and I kind of discover new inspirations and modalities, but it helps all of our listeners too. So are there any teachers or mentors, authors, anyone who's been a real inspiration for you in this space? Oh my goodness. I feel like I have learned so much from so many people. Obviously, Joe Dispenza is amazing, and I do all his YouTube meditations, read all his books, all of that. So that's a big one, I feel like, to really... And he's so good at taking... Like, just making it make sense. Like, it just makes sense when he says it. Um, a really big breathwork mentor for me, um, his name is David Elliott. That's who I learned from. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's not very big on social media. He's very, like, tuned into like karmic ties and stuff like that. So he doesn't like advertise himself. He doesn't, he just calls it in and it just works for him. But I went to his, one of his retreats and it felt like 10 years of learning in eight days. It was amazing. And then Sue Mortar, Dr. Sue Mortar, 
have you read the energy codes? I've not. Yeah. So that I use her practices every single day. The blessing of the energy centers. Have you heard of that meditation? I have not. Okay. So she speaks on the blessing of the energy centers. And I do this every morning before I even open my eyes. So I'm like, I always wake up, I'm in kind of a theta state and I'm, you, you know, that your chakras, like your energy centers, you go through and you check on every single one. So you imagine your root chakra, you start there and you, you think like, okay, how is this energy center doing today? And then you move up and up and up until you're through your crown. And it's interesting because if you're, one of your centers is off, your mind will wander or it'll get stuck. So that's how you kind of know if like that's something you need to tune into and pay attention to that specific energy center. And it's just a great way to tune into your body and yourself and your own energy and get to know what your energy feels like. So she has been a huge mentor for me in like figuring out what my energy feels like. So when I go out into the world, it's especially as empaths, like, you know, it's, it's like, is this my energy that I, or is this, this other person's energy that I took on? It's especially as empaths, like, you know, it's, it's like, is this my energy that I, or is this, this other person's energy that I took on maybe? And so she has been, I don't know her personally, but I feel like I do, (laughs) but she has been so amazing with helping me know her personally, but I feel like I do. (laughs) But she has been so amazing with helping me determine what's my energy versus someone else's. It's funny, like Danny and I kind of learned that from a practical, or I don't want to use the term practical because the energy centers is actually practical when you really break it down. But we learned it from, so we started, we got into this through the Wim Hof method. Mm-hmm. And one of the teachings that Wim Hof teaches is to, you know, your breath expands further than your lungs. So you want to breathe into different areas of your body. And for some reason, he used, he used the example of stretching and to breathe into the areas of stretching, which had come back to me from yoga. And so from a very practical point of view, which I hate how I keep using that word, However, it just made sense to us because we played sports and everything where it's like, okay, I'm breathing energy into like my calves and I'm stretching mm-hmm. out my calves and I'm breathing energy into my tailbone. And, and then I'm learning more and more about the chakras and I'm like, oh, this all is like marrying together. There's like a system for this yeah, <laughs> that like they've already discovered. And so it's cool coming from like, okay, I'm, I've been doing this for a few years and now there's oh, wow, there's this great system that's already created. It's called the chakras or the energy centers. Yeah. So, Brittany, you talk a lot about breath work, which obviously, I mean, we're called Breathe and Think Better for a reason. We, we love that. Is there, or I should say, what, what practices do you find yourself like continuously returning to? So for Jake and I, we love, we love box breathing, and we do that pretty frequently. Triangle breathing, we do a lot of sighing. Um, we do a lot of we do a lot of a lot of different things, but do you have like some exercises or techniques that are your favorite that you constantly return to? My number one that I always go back to is a pranayama breath, like a three part, like <sighs> I at least do it for seven minutes a day minimum. Like that is enough time to feel all that energy surging through your body, the tingly and kind of have some little nugget of truth in that breath. Cause I feel like every session there's like a little nugget like that you get. 
Um, so I do that every single day, at least almost every single day. And then cold plunge is really big for me. Um, I, I fell in love with cold plunge about a year ago and I, I it's so addicting. <laughs> it really is. Um, and so I do that almost every day and the blessing of the energy centers, that's a huge one for me. And then gratitude. And honestly, this sounds like a lot, but in realistically, it takes me maybe 30 minutes a day to complete all of this. And that's such a little bit of time out of your full day, but gratitude as well. Right after I do the blessing of the energy centers, still with my eyes closed, I do a lot of visualization of what I'm grateful for. And I like being in a theta state right when I wake up because it's, you know, it, you can go deeper, you're more calm, your brain's quieter. And I just visualize what I'm grateful for. And, and it's so simple. It really doesn't have to be something complicated. And then, yeah, so those are my, I guess, four things that are my daily non-negotiables. One of our mentors, uh, Dan Brule, put it nicely. He says that we take like 20,000 breaths per day. And he's like, if you were to just focus on 200 of those breaths, you would completely change your life. And yeah. so that, that sticks with me throughout every day. Like just with the, especially with the three-part breath, just breathing deep into your belly and then, you know, middle of your chest and then upper yeah. chest and let go. I try to do that literally all day long, as many conscious breaths as I can do. And the more conscious I am of my breath, just the healthier and more aware I am. Totally. So I had home births I, with my babies. And the only thing that got me through was box breathing, actually. It was like my first like breathing experience, I guess you would say. And of like actual, like hardly any pain being experienced. And the other day I was sick with the stomach flu. And I'm like, these this hurts worse than contractions. Like I literally thought that. And I'm like, well, if it worked for literal childbirth, the breathing is going to work for a, a sickness. So I turned on some like seven, I think it's 721 Hertz healing frequencies. And I did box breathing and I next day I fell asleep doing it next day. Nothing. I did not feel anything. And I'm like, well, dang it, this works, literally. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah, we, we constantly return to box breathing. Even like, you know, we've been doing it for, for a while. We were doing it every day. And it was like, oh, probably over the span of like a year, we were doing it every single day. And even now, it's like, I, there's almost some resistance to, to return to it because like we've done it so much. It almost feels like, like boring. But then we do it and we're like, wow, why, why do we ever, you know, why, why, how do we, how could we doubt it? It's just every time it just, it puts you in the state that, that you're looking for every single time. I've, I don't think I've ever finished a box breathing. I've been like, that was a waste of time, you know, or like never. There's something about switching it up that I'll never like give up. It's like we, instead of doing box breathing for the last couple of months, we went through a series of colons and it's like, we would have never done that if we, if we didn't carve out that time. Yeah. But I'm, I'm with you. Like, I find myself, and, and I know Danny was saying this the other day, he was playing Call of Duty, and he was box breathing while he was playing Call of Duty. Subconsciously, <laughs> like not, not even thinking about it. And, and, I, and I was doing really well, for, for yeah, the record. Great. 
Like, see, that's how you apply it to real life. Yeah. <laughs> real life situations. People are going to go get their highest scores on Call of Duty. <laughs> that's, that's who we do it for. Yeah. <laughs> we have, like, people that we mentored, like, um, who was it? Uh, I, he wouldn't mind. Uh, Hate. Hattie, Hattie, Hattie. He didn't show up for a mentorship session in our Discord channel. And Danny's like, but I can see that he's playing Call of Duty right now. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully he was getting his breaths in, at least. That's all we care about. Sure he was. He was doing his box breathing while he was being a sniper. Yeah. (laughs) Brittany, we've talked about uh, mouth taping before on the show. And then uh, we have a few videos on mouth taping on the Breathe Blue Door page. Uh, People love it. It's it's really kind of enticing for them. And uh, how did you get turned on to mouth taping and and how do how do you feel that it helps you i actually have you you know the skinny confidential podcast mm-hmm. okay i love lauren and michael they're just like hilarious they're so off the cuff like <laughs> amazing but i heard about it from her first mouth taping as like a beauty practice and i was like oh i'll try it but then i realized how actually important nasal breathing is for not only your health, for your appearance, but also like getting into deeper states of sleep and sleeping longer and just like quality of sleep. And also like in children, like if kids have tongue ties, I don't know if you've heard of tongue ties, but a lot of times they'll mouth breathe and their tongue will be out a little bit. And so like they say to like push their chin up and close their mouth because they won't sleep as well. So I'm like, well, if it's helping a baby sleep better, keeping their mouth shut, like it's going to help me. And so I just have seen so many times over and over again, how helpful it is in my own sleep and also my kids sleep. I don't tape their mouth when they sleep, but they did have a tongue tie and I, I taught them how to sleep with their mouth closed. But I've noticed a big difference in my quality of sleep. And also I think like mouth breathers, like you're going to have a more, um, not as defined jawline. So that can help with that as well. So I, I love mouth taping. Yeah. Uh, Jake, Jake was actually the one that introduced it to me. Uh, so we read, uh, uh, breath by James Nestor. Are you familiar with that book? Uh, uh-uh. Oh, you should check it out. Uh, okay. so Jane, I've James, been thinking that I need to read this. I yeah, it's uh, the reason it's so good is because James Nestor is a journalist. So he writes like a journalist. So he includes a lot of these amazing stories. And they're just they're written so, so well that you you fly through the book. And it's just and, and there's so much information. But he talks about meeting with uh, a group of dentists. So these are people who have been in the field of dentistry for like 30, 40 years, and they're talking about mouth breathing and how it causes cavities. It's the number one cause of tooth decay. And and then they go on to talk about, you know, um, taping the mouth shut. And then Jake actually did it. And uh, and he was like, you got to try it. And I actually have not tried it yet. I don't think I breathe through my mouth when I sleep because I don't I don't snore. I never wake up with like a dry mouth or anything. But I think that this conversation is the inspiration that I've been waiting for. And I think I'm going to try it just for just for a week, like a week or something and just see if I feel any different. Um, I generally sleep really well and I, I wake up feeling refreshed. But what if I wake up feeling even more refreshed? You know, yeah. that's so what, what's what's there to lose? So I think I'm going to try it. This is it. It can feel kind of claustrophobic, honestly, at first. (laughs) I don't know how you felt, but like at first I was like, 
oh my gosh, this is not cool, but you get used to it. Yeah, I made a video like two years ago talking about that. And so I would actually tape my mouth shut during the day just so I could get used to it. Because <laughs> I'd put the tape on at night and I'd be like, uh, am I ready? <laughs> ready? You know, like, like, am I ready to stop talking? Like, do I want to get something to drink? Like, and, so, and so I had to get used to it during the day. And then, I mean, Danny, we literally had a company send us mouth strips. I tossed you a pack of mouth strips like two years ago. Oh, yeah, I've got them. Yeah, I've, I, still, I still got them. I know exactly where they are in my cabinet. I've looked at them so many times and been like, maybe, you know, but now I think it's I think it's time. I'm going to I'm going to give it a try. Yeah. yeah. I use the medical tape now. And, do you? Uh, yeah. Do you exit? No. You I just go, I go uh, medical tape, like a little strip in the middle. I don't know. It's tough. The only time I don't do it is when I drink. I'm like, I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a, and that's when I need it the most because I'm so tuned into my breathing that I can feel myself getting dehydrated like after one drink. And... I'm like, why am I doing this? I still do it. And <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to like, you know, after a few drinks, I'm like, I don't want to tape my mouth. I feel like that's a recipe for disaster. Like, oh, the Breathe Blue Door guy died because he was <laughs> drinking and he taped his mouth shut. Exactly. <laughs> Have you ever tried any like more um, holistic, euphoric feeling like sub, not substances? I guess it's, yeah, substances. Like... Um, like kava root or kratom? Oh, yeah. 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 So I've been, uh, when I was in high school, I'd get like chronic um, inflammation and, and pain. Um, I, like I had a cane under my bed when I'd get the, the, like the, it's literally like just inflammation pushing up against nerves that would paralyze me. And so I needed to find alternatives to that. Um, and so that's when I learned, I learned about kava and kratom that like I was religious about that stuff for a long time. And then the combination of nasal breathing, cold therapy, meditation, breathing deep, I've just worked myself off of all that stuff where it's like, if I'm having kava or kratom or something, it's like for purely entertainment purposes yeah. just because it makes you feel amazing. Right. Um, but I went through a phase where I was, I was drinking it every day and then you come off of it, you actually have withdrawals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like, I was like, all right, clearly I need to like figure out a natural way with this. And so it's just yeah. the, the evolution. So Brittany, we we're we're coming up on the end of the show and usually what we do, you've been in the show before. We usually end with a breath work or meditation exercise. Um, would you, would you like to lead us in like a two to three minute exercise? Do you, do you have something? If not, I don't want to put you on the spot. I'll gladly lead us. But if you, if you have something in mind that you'd like to lead us in, we would love that. Yeah, we can do, I can lead in, um, we'll do a, a little mini version of a pranayama breath. Perfect. Yes. Okay. So everyone go ahead and close your eyes and tap in and tune into your own energy and frequency. And I want you to take one big breath through your nose. We're going to hold at the top for a few seconds. And release. Good. And whenever you're ready, we're going to start breathing in a three-part breath. It's in through your belly, in through your chest, out through your mouth. It's all mouth breathing. It's funny. We were just talking about nasal breathing. (laughs) 
But so I'm going to get started. You can follow along with me if you'd like. Good. And since it's short, you can go ahead and do the breaths as powerful as you'd like. And just feel that energy surging through your body. You can take in about 20% more air. Get to the top of that breath. Keep breathing. About one more minute of this. Feel that powerful energy surging through you. you feel any tightness in your hands or your mouth, you open and close your hands. That tetany is a message for you, usually around your heart space, if it's closed off or not. Okay, and on the last one, I want you to exhale as long as you can. And then resume just normal nasal breathing with your eyes closed. A few more breaths here. Good, and you can go ahead and come to whenever you're ready. Good job. Yeah, so that's a little glimpse into what I do every day with myself and with clients. So it's fun. That's great, Brittany. Thank you so much for that. And uh, I feel fantastic. I'm going to try and <clears throat> carry this into whatever it is I do next and try and preserve this feeling. That's usually what we uh, what we go for. So thank you so much. Yes, thank you guys for having me on. Awesome. Thanks so much. Brittany, we'll do this again sometime soon. Take care. You too. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Breathe and Think Better podcast. Don't forget to check the show notes for links to free resources, including Brittany's offerings and social media pages. If you'd like to learn more about breathwork and meditation, visit breatheandthinkbetter.com. We will see you on Monday. Have a fantastic weekend.